Kum lenen abank imara gud mechidish treis and sechte chagiga dav chav gimel amet aluf. Where um, we the last case we learned about was that we're, the, all these different stringencies that we have when it comes to kachim as opposed to even truma. So the last thing we learned was about a, a, a having a shoe, a tumbled like a shoe in a hand in, in one hand, and then holding onto a barrel with your other hand. If the barrel is open, we're scared because of a certain incident that happened that the shoelace tore and he put it placed top of the barrel. Even though the barrel does not become tummy an earthen barrel from the outside, it becomes tummy from internally, if you if even in the airspace. And what happened was that the shoelace fell in. Okay. So the Gemara says, I have a few questions. So the Gemara, we're just about 20 lines from the top of the page, the Aleph. Iboyeluhu have a question. Sandal tummy. The Mishnah is talking about a tamadika shoe in one hand, and you're holding the barrel the other. What about sandal toy? Do we go even a step further and say, even if you're holding an ordinary shoe, we're scared that next time you will hold a tamadika shoe, and then we're scared that the shoelace will break off. So we just started the Gemara about twenty lines on the top of the page. We're just asking a few questions about the sandal. How far do we take the Xera? The Mishnah is talking about a Tamadika sandal. What happens if you have a Tamadika sandal? Are we going to include that in the Xerah? Question number two. The Mishnah is talking about Chavim Sukha. The barrel is open. So therefore, because of that story, the shoelace fell and, you, and it broke and you put it on top of the barrel. What about Chavim Sukha? What about this, if the barrel was sealed? What would it then be that would it then? We also go and step further and say, look, next time we're going to the next time will be an open barrel and, and, and so on. How many steps do we go? What happens other than us? We told them not to have a, a tumbling sandal in your, in, your, in your hand while you're holding over there the, the barrel. But what happens if, um, if uh, what do you call it? You did it, but the strulas never tore, so nothing happened. Nothing went all right. Can you use that wine? It doesn't matter, you defy the hacham, you breach their words, and therefore it becomes tummy. And the Rabzeid Omar, that if you did it and nothing happened wrong, nothing went on towards, then it's all right. It's tar. It's only a gzera. Okay, the next thing the Mishnah said was that if a keli, as long as a keli is not complete, it's not susceptible to be makabotumah. But there's a chumrah that, that any keli, once you complete it, even though it was done 100% correctly and it's tired, you still should immerse it in the mikveh before you actually use it. And this is only a stringency by kachim, not a stringency by truma. That's the next thing in the Mishnah. So the Gemara, the Gamrinu Ma, who actually fashioned out this keli? Elema, the Gamrinu Chava, the Tamachachim fashioned out. What do you need to make for again for? Lama Lutvila, what do you need to make for? He done everything done properly, he done Batara. Why should you immerse it? I mean, even a Chumra has to have some kind of logic to it. What's the logic? Ella must be the Gamrinu Amaris. Must be that Amaris completed. Amaris Genesis Kasira Tame. So why is it merely a Chumra by Kachim? Nigmirim and Osa. Nigmirim Batara, Karlo, how can you even say that was completed Batara? What happened here? Talking about that Tamachachim completed it. So what's so what's the basis for this Chumrah? We are worried about the saliva of an Amoritz, the Nafa. We're worried that while you busy completing this Kaili, some Amoritz will buy and some of us spit. Spittle landed on this keli, and therefore that makes it tummy. Because um, we're, we say that every Amoritz is a possibility that he's a Zav. And therefore, it is tummy. Think about Amos. The Nafal Amos. When did it fall down? Before you completed it, Allah Manu. At that time, it's not tummy because it's not a complete keli. No, it's, it's while you're completing the keli, Tabachacham is standing there making it, and he's obviously making sure that no Amoris is standing nearby. Mises Oibu is careful. So, how did this happen? 
says your mother, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what our concern is. He's talking about you weren't watching so carefully because you were still middle working with the Kaylee. You were not near completion. I'm just hanging there observing, and some of the spittle landed on the Kaylee. So who cares? At that time, the Kaylee is not susceptible to Duma. But we're worried about it. Duma be eating the Gomre Lachi. We're worried about that while you're the Kaylee, the spittle is still moist. And if it's moist, then now that the Kaylee is complete, you have sitting on the Kaylee some spit leftover residual from um, an Amoritz. So, um, so now it, it seems from our Mishnah that Tvila, the Chumr is, okay, take the Kaili and Tevila. But even though we're Mahmud, that may be the Kaili's tummy, but we don't say wait till the sun sets. Tvilin, head of Shemesh, like it seems that we all we need is Tvila, Chumr, maybe this is spit left over from an Amorit, but you don't have to wait till sunset. You know, by Truma, we say that a coin, even though you went to the Mikvah, you have to wait till sunset. And um, and for Kapodim, Machusik, Kapodim, it's not only eating kachim, not only sunset, but you have to wait till you bring your kabbonis. This, this keli, you don't. All you have to do is table it, and that's enough. So we're going to ask a question here. We're going to say that our mishnah only follows one particular line. Masnisin the lake rabbelezer. So just be kids that we need to know. We already had this before in human and so on. That the, the when you get interesting paraduma, we were very stringent of so many chumras. Remember more sukkah there that they had. These kids raised on a rock to make sure that, you know, they're the ones involving Parduma, they never became Tame, and they put them on a cow that was wider than them, so they never went over any, any Tume while they were going. All these different strangers they put in, which is phenomenal. However, the Tzadukim said, they read the title, and they said that the, that the person who involved in the Parduma, and so too the Kalim involved, cannot be a Tvul Yain. It had, it had to be 100% tired. The Chachamim learned out that a Tvul Yain, as long as you went to the Mikvah, Tful yoyim is somebody went to the mikvah by day, but didn't yet have didn't go through a sunset. That a tful yoyim is good enough for paradum. So the chacham went out of the way to be lenient to demonstrate that tzedukim have to learn like the chachamim and not just read the Torah the way it says literally, but listen to where Moshe Rabbeinu told us the pshat and is. So therefore, they they went and they were metame the koyin who was going to serve the, the, the paraduma. They were metame all the kalim that are being used for paraduma if there came that could be tabled. Then they would table it. And before the sun would set, they would tell the coin, go ahead and spray. They would tell the coin, go ahead, use this keli. We want you to use this keli. To demonstrate this dukim are wrong. But as a result of that, in everything else, they went overboard all the chumras. Chumras have to have a reason to it, a basis to it, but they were really mach. So that nobody should say, oh, Pardum is pretty relaxed. Look at that, they use a tool yam. But we use a tool yam to show the dukim that they are wrong. So we have an internal argument. So Al Mishnah that says that these kalim that nigmano betara were machmed that they need tefillah, but they don't need harishemish. Luchayda Al Mishnah does not conform with Abelazet. What's the story? It's now we look in the Mishnah. Shifay Feres. We have this tube made out of reeds. Shechot chol lechatos. You cut it open and made it, turned it into a cave, into a utensil, so that you're going to you put water then for mechatos and the ashes for paradum to put it there and in, in, use that as a cave. Now, remember, we have to make the keli tame, then immerse it, and we're not going to wait till Hereshemesh. Rabbi Leza says, Yitpo miyad. Rabbi Leza says, Table it straight away. Rabbi Leza says, You don't have to bother being metame the keli, because since the law is that anyway you have to be metame, uh, and he says, The law is anyway you have to be, uh, uh, what do you call it? You have to metame the keli. Here is all right. Now, why is it all right? Because Rabbi Leza must hold that it's, this keli is insufficient just to table it. The chumri, part of the chumri is to table the keli. A, a keli is completed with tara for kachin. You want to use it for kachin now. Table it. And then you have to wait for the sunset. And when paraduma, we're not going to wait for sunset. So here we show the tzukim that they're wrong. That's what Rabbi Leza says. 
Rabbi Shua says, no, 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 Yitma Vachidro. Rabbi Shua says, first go ahead and contaminate this new keli, and then toivo. Why? Because Rabbi Shua says, if you don't contaminate the keli, and we just use it straight away, that proves nothing. Because every brand new keli, all you have to do is immerse it. You don't have to wait for the sun to set and use it for kachim. So how do you show, how are you showing the tzrukim that they're wrong? The only way you're looking me wrong is that Apidin should have waited for the sun to set, but as for Paradum, you don't need it. So he said, go ahead and, and, and actively contaminate this keli, then immerse it. And normally you would have to wait for the sun to set. And we're not going to. So what do we see clearly from here? That according to Rabbi the Kaili normally would have to wait for sunset, so therefore just using the Kaili by immersing it proves it's looking wrong. According to Rabbi Shua, yeah, all you need is Tfilah. So our mission that says all you have to do is Tfilah seems to follow Rabbi Shua, not Rabbi Lazar. That's what the Mara is saying. Now the Mara will explain what we just said. But we understand the Chatu First of all, Chatu who cut this reed? Why make, make, make it in the first place? How can you, um, how can Why would you have to say, go bother be tummy? If my mother's made it's tummy anyway, and you need to wait for her to shamish. So by immersing the mikvah, you already proved it's looking wrong. Why does he say, God, me, tummy? It's tummy. tummy tummy. So the same answer we gave before. So what are we worried about? We're by the spittle of an amaris. So the more as enough lame is, when did it fall? Before you cut it, at that time it wasn't susceptible, it wasn't a keli, it wasn't susceptible to move. Who cares? Allah, monitor a keli. Well, the boss, boss, the chachcha must be told after you cut it open. The tamachach was allowed. The amaharis to stand there and observe. And while he's cut, he's trying to make it tired. Misa sorry, but he's careful. So you want to answer like before. La oila mikame delitchadamar just standing there before you cut it open. So lachayda, you won't even watch it because it doesn't matter to you. It wasn't a keli yet. Dilma and we're worried. Dilma beida the chafka while you were cutting it. Adayin lachi. We worry. So we worry that the spittle landed there, but it's still moist. And now now the tamachacham is cutting. He's making sure there's no amar standing next to it, but he doesn't realize there's some spittle there already. And therefore, when the keli is completed, it becomes tummy because the spittle is sitting there. Now, you might have concluded the question. Shabishua holds <clears throat> that uh, you don't need, according to Bishua, you don't need pair of Shemesh at all for these Kalim. All you need to do is immerse it like Al Mishnah. Therefore, he says, go ahead and contaminate it so that normally you would need mikveh and sunset. And we're not going to do that for Paraduma. So we demonstrated to the Sukim how wrong they are. Behind the that's the Hekit and Sukim that now we learned what we used to do was Metamin Hoyu, that they would go out of the way to make Tame. Hakoyin Hasaid was a part of the coin. We used to burn the potter right beginning Yuma. The coin who used to burn the potter, we dafka made him tummy for the day. He would go to the mikveh. Technically, he would have to wait for sunset. And for potter, don't. To prove that Sudukim wrong. Because we say, it says the Pasuk, Right, it's, uh, the toiling a person should um, should should spread sprinkle on tummy. Now, already talks about says before that it says that that uh, that the only person who should be involved in creating making the hyssop and all that is a each toil is a toiling person. So why repeat again toiling a person to tell you that even if it's only toil somewhat, not totally toil is good enough. That's what we say. Therefore, even a tful yoyim is good enough because he's considered toil, even though it's not a hundred percent toil. He's toil, but he still needs to go to um, wait for the sun to set. And there, because he's nothing he can do, it's just a matter of time. It's, so he's therefore, as far as he's concerned, he's 100% tired because he did everything that he can do. And the Sukhim don't agree with that. They say Torah means literally 100% tired, even past. So we want to prove them wrong. Shahir, they would say, they said, after those who went through the sunset can use it. Okay. 
So the, the only way to understand Rabbi Lozer is that he argues for Mish. Why? Because E. Rabbi Lozer says, just use a brand new Kaylee and immerse it and use it, and that's good enough. That proves it's looking wrong. So E. Amri Bishlein, Rabbi Amri Bishlein, Rabbi Amri Bishlein, Rabbi Lozer holds gently a brand new Kaylee. It's not enough, it's insufficient to immerse. You have to also um, wait for sunset. Okay. Hainu the Ika Kaylee's looking, but now we're not going to wait till sunset. Therefore, you prove it's looking wrong. You negate their opinion. Eli Amri, Rabbi Amri Bishlein, Rabbi Amri Bishlein, you can tell me about that. Every time you're a brand new Kaylee, the Khumr, my kachim is merely limited to going to the mikvah, immersing in the mikvah. But you don't have to wait for the sunset. So how do you prove this looking wrong? My Kaylee, what heck is it? It's looking so Our Mishnah does not conform with Rabbi Lezer. Omar Rav says, Rav, maybe, maybe even Rabbi Lezer agrees you don't need her shemesh. Maybe you don't need her shemesh. Um, if you complete a batara, all you need is to immerse in the mikvah and nothing more. Um, I asked the question, so how do we prove it's looking wrong? <clears throat> um, where, where's the hacker? Where's the hacker here to prove it's looking wrong? Look, this is the normal thing. All you have to do is immerse in the mikvah and then you use it. So he says here, um, we treat when it comes to a karma chattis. So we're not talking about kachim. When it comes to a, we're talking about karma chattas, which remember we learned is even a level higher than kachim. When it comes to a karma chattas, we're going to treat it as if the shvaferes touched a tamesheretz. If it touched a shamesheretz. Um, so therefore, normally anything which touches a tamesheretz has to wait, go to mikvah and then wait for the sun to set. And here, you don't have to wait for sunset. This is not the normal case of completing a keli. When it comes to mechatas, we, we are a bit stricter and we treat it not just, um, you know, a humra that we're going to immerse the keli much enough. That's normally enough. Here, for mechatas, we're going to go a step above. We're going to be machma and say, let's imagine this is like a tome, um, like a tome sheretz, as if it touched the sheretz, which means you have to immerse the mikveh and go ahead of sheretz. So, if you're telling me when it comes to chattas, we treat as if it's a tummy shedet. So then, and a person, we know that a, a person touches a tummy shedet. A tummy shedet is only a rishon. And if a person touches a rishon, nothing happens to him. A rishon can only contaminate food and drink. Um, so, a person can only become tummy from an avatum. Touching either a person that touched a corpse, a corpse, or touch a shedet, zav, nida, that's it. But if he touches original tumor, nothing happens to the person. <clears throat> so the question is, um, Tanya, so you're telling me that this case is treated like it's a tummy shedet. Tanya, why did we learn? Why did we learn that you cut it open and for, let's say you table the keli, that person who cuts it, and uh, the person who table it, the person who did it, he himself requires tula, the one who completed the keli. Now, why? If you're telling me that this for mechatas we treat it merely like a tome shedet, so why would the person who dealt with it have to go to the mikvah? A tame sheretz, if it's uh, if it's food, cannot or keli cannot be. It's only a rishon, and a rishon cannot contaminate a person. You're right, Kamar says we're going to go up a notch. Vela, when we mechatas this shvefedes anoid, we treat it asu kitami mace. We go a step higher than that. It's as if somebody touched a mace. Now tummy mace is 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 an avatuma. Somebody touches a mace is an avatuma. And Avatuma can be metami a person. That's why the person doing it, who's completing this uh, this tube, has to go ahead and go to the mikvah. So if we treat it like a tummy mace, what do we know about a tummy mace? You have to be sprayed and you have to separate, you know, for seven days, the third day and the seventh day. So why is it all it says that the person who made it always goes to the mikvah? It should also be seven days. 
that the person who touched it should not only have to go to mikveh and wait for sunset, but the person should also have to wait seven days, get sprinkles in the paradum itself. One who does it, who cuts it, and all he needs is town in has It doesn't need to sprinkle it the third and seventh day. Why not? Most of you right. Ella. We treat it as if it's a tummy mace on its seventh day. So therefore, it's the last day already. And as if you sprinkled already, so therefore, you don't have to do any more sprinkling. All you do is go to make it. But you're a tummy mace. You're still a tummy mace till the very end of the seventh day. Therefore, if um, this Kaylee is treated like a tummy mace and the person who, who touches it, is, and, and then, he becomes like a seventh day tummy and therefore, it doesn't go any further. <clears throat> Says the Gemara, um, but we learned even though we say that we make by para, but we don't make up new ideas that never existed before. Um, we don't make something that we don't find anywhere else. Now, if you're going to say that kalim that are completed betara, we're going to treat the keli as if it touched a dead body. Where do you find such a precedent? Um, they never came up with new ideas that there's no precedent for. Where do you find a precedent that a keli becomes like a tummy mace? Omar Abaye said, Abaye, what that means over there is that we don't create new things. It's a concept that never happens. For example, we don't say, we know that if a Zav sits on a seat, then everything that carries his weight becomes tummy like it, but only if it's a dedicated seat. But if it's, um, but if it's let's say, not normal seat, we would say, for example, Amoid. We would say in a usual expression, stand up so we can use this item you're sitting on for what its real purpose is. Then it's not really a seat and doesn't become tummy. And we cannot then make up this din that this should become tummy like a real seat when it isn't. You turn over, let's say, a, a, a basket or something that is meant to carry us of wheat. You turn it over and use it as a seat. Let's say half a saw, which are two cups. And you sat on it. You hate tummy. I would think they should also be mach, but you're going to tummy. Um, it says, if you sit on a keli, you have to sit on something that is a keli, a kli. And if you sat on it, it becomes tummy. So we dash in only um, this is an exception. Um, that's what we mean. The concept of Talmud is not a Kiddush. So therefore we have the right to say that this, no, but Abeleza really go back to what we said. Rabeleza really holds that even a Kaili that was Kiddush were very, very Mahmed that look, every, if you use for Kach and go to Mikveh, we'll agree that you don't have to t- wait for the sun to set. But when it comes to Paraduma, they were so strict, we treat the Kaili as if it's the seventh day. As if it's the seventh day of, 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 its, of, of a Tami Mace. And therefore, it's able to be metame a person. And, and the person who becomes tame, you know, has to just, the, the keli itself doesn't need more than the last, as if the keli on the seventh day. So the keli said after it's sprinkling. So therefore, all you have to do is wait for, um, to get tired and then, uh, sorry, immerse it and then wait for sunset when it comes to paraduma. And that's what Allah says, you don't have to bother metame the keli. Anyway, you have to wait for sunset. And by paraduma, we're not going to. So therefore, that's how we, we uh, negate the opinion of this duki. And I, the mission says, don't create new concepts, not new concept of a mace. What the mission there meant was, don't create a new concept, a chair that's not a chair, and treat it like a chair. That's called a new concept. Okay. 
That finishes that. The next part of the Mishnah says is that a Kaili's Mitzada, when it comes to Kachim, let's say you have 10 loaves of bread. By Truma, if you have 10 loaves of bread, then you touch one of them, Tama touch one of them. That loaf is, let's say, a Rishan, touches the next loaf, then becomes a Shani. By Truma, he goes one more, he touches the next loaf, becomes a Shlishi, and then nothing beyond that. But when it comes to Kachim, HaKeli Mitzada, everything in that Kaili is combined. So if you touch one loaf, the 10 loaves in total, they all become, they all take on the same status as the original loaf. The Kaili turns everything into one unit. How do you know that? How do you know that? You have one spoon. There's the value. This is why the Nassim, uh, what they brought, the Karbonis. So it says that they have one spoon, tens of Malay of Titus. Well, Kaf is a single already. So why does it say Kaf Achas? It's redundant. What does it come to teach you? It comes to teach you that everything that's inside the contents of the spoon is also considered one. That's how you learn. So it sounds like it's from the Torah. Most of you have kind of asked the question, you're telling me it's from the Torah. It seems clearly from the following, following that it's merely Midrabbanon. How do I say that? Um, it says, Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva added, Keep adding, it says it that Rabbi Shimon testified that the ashes of chattas, the ashes of a karma chattas, if a tomadic person touched part of it, the entire contents become tummy. And we don't say you only touch part of it, then there's ash. So every part, every piece of ash is something else. It, it is, so the other side you can use. No, the entire ashes becomes tummy, is rendered tummy. So Rabbi Kiva adds that. Not only when it comes to mechattas, he also adds country. And the incense, and the frankincense they used by the lechem haponim, and kol. Now, even though the levoina, the frankincense, or even though the coal is not really food, we say that, and only food to mekabotuma, we say there's a rule that chibas hakodesh, the fact that it's now took on such an important level because it's for kachim, it becomes chashiv like food, and therefore it can become tummy. And also, you don't have to prepare kachim to become wet in order to makabal tumah, but the chibas hakodesh is machshartan, prepare them all for tumah. Now, he says here, she'im, I'm going to add kachim to chatos. She'im no gat tfulyan b'mikzasa, if it's tfulyan, we didn't wait for the sunset. Who's, who's a shani. And by, by kachim, we go to ravi. So if a, if a tulyam touches it, they become tamay. If a tulyam touches, it touches part of it. He says everything, all the contents become tamay, all the frankincense, because the keli combines everything in the keli, makes it one. Now, um, now we know definitely Rabbi is talking with the Rabbanon because when it comes to Mechatas, that Chumr is definitely with the Rabbanon. The Pasik of Kaf Achas is talking about Kachim. It's not talking about Paradum. So we cannot draw uh, you know, um, an inference from that. So therefore, it must be only a Chumr with the Rabbanon. That by Mechatas also, the Kaili combines everything. Rabbi Kiva is adding to that, which means he's saying that by Kachim also, it's only with Rabbanon. Not like Rav Khanin who said with that title. Since the whole thing is Rabbanon by Kachim as well, how do I know that? Because he starts off, hey, he did Rav Shimon say, Allah even Khatas. He starts off talking about the ashes of Karma Khatas, which definitely the passing is not talking about that the, that the spoon or the Kaili combines all of its contents, makes it a one unit. You know, got Tommy Mixosi, he said, Tommy touches part of it. Should Tim is cool, it all becomes Tommy. Tommy then it says, Hoysi Rabbi Kiva, he was adding, furthermore, no, to that mechat, that chum mechat, I'm going to ask more chumers, kachim. So we see kachim is only rabbanon. So we see clothes made rabbanon, a kashan of chanin, of a shlag shakapada. 
We need this Eidos Rabba Kiva that's Rabbana, is not talking about normal Kabbanas. Normal, normal Kachim is like Rabbana said, it's Matayda, like the Kaylees and Makabah them all together. What we're talking about is the leftover of a carbon Mincha, the flower leftover of carbon Mincha. The Araisa, because from the from the Taylor perspective, like Abchanan learns everything that's inside the spoon, everything that's inside the keli combines to one unit. Only tzadich lekeli, that which is necessary, that which requires a keli, that was the carbon itself. Ha keli mitzarfer, the keli combines and makes it one unit. But you ain't tzadich lekeli, the leftover of the of the mincha that's that's not really part of the carbon anymore. Ain't keli mitzarfer. Therefore, since you don't need the keli, the keli doesn't have the capacity to mitzarfer. Came along Rabbi Kibbutz said, but that leftover. But also Rabbanan, because Rabbanan said, nevertheless, it becomes tamayim. Because why? Because it's similar to a, the, the part of the mechel that's a carbon. So we're going to be machu. That's what Rabbi Kibbutz is talking about. The other guy, the angel of the keli, keli mitzarfer. Even though it doesn't require the keli, the keli mitzarfer. Says he, well, okay, tenach soilus. You explain the case of flour. Why is only Rabbanan? Rabbi Kibbutz is talking about a, a, an unusual case. Remember, the leftover is a mechel. Fine. When it comes to Titus, when it comes to Levine, there's no leftovers. And over there, Rabbi Kiva says that only with Rabbana they all combine. So, what's going on over here? Because <clears throat> remember, this Kaf Achas Asarazov is talking about Titus. And there is talking about that the Kali combines it because they're all necessary for the Kali. Um, says, again, according to Rabchanin, he'll answer that. You know what Rabbi Kiva is talking about? He's talking about a case. It wasn't a spoon. It was it, in order for a keli to makabel tumah. Has to have a, a cavity. Has to have a, a receptacle. But Rabbi Kiva talking about a case where it's a flat. He gathered together the the, the tortoise and the flour al gabe kartabla on a on a, on a let's say on a piece of leather that was it was cooked with everything else on a piece of leather. The rice and has no. It's flat. Is the arisa the tater? When is the tater considered a keli that it combines everything? Yes, like teich if it has a, a receptacle mitzad, it combines everything. Ain't like teich if it does not have it. Ain't the mitzad, it does not combine. But also rabban came on rabban the tiknu and they made a takana. This is what Rabbi Kibbutz talking about the rabban a unique case. The afagav the ain't like teich even though on the flat which mahatayla is not a problem won't combine even though if it was a spoon it would combine but this is flat. Is mitzad the rabban it says he add. Says he more pliga that Rabchan Rabchibarabah Rabchanin who says that this is Mahatayra Agul Rabchibarabah. Why? Because Rabchibarabah Rabchanin may do such a Rabchibar from the testimony of Rabchibar Nishnis Mishnazu from the testimony of Rabchibar we can learn this Mishnah that now watch that this that our Mishnah is based on the testimony of Rabchibar which means that he understood Rabchibar saying Rabban and our Mishnah that says that the Kaili combines all together is based on Rabbi Akiva. In other words, our Mishnah holds that the whole thing is the Rabban. Not like Rabbi Hanin that learns that from the Kafachas of Sarazal, we learn that it's Mahatayah that combines. And Rabbi Kibbutz is talking about a unique case, and our Mishnah is talking about Mahatayah. Comes along, and Rabbi Kibbutz says, No, that our Mishnah is also talking about the Rabbana, because there is no Mahatayah. I, the Pasik, that's only in a Smachta. And that's the argument.